1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 25 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo, and I'm here with the fabulous Gina Militia, photographer extraordinaire. So how are you this week, Gina?
2: I'm great, Val. How are you going?
1: Good, good. What have you been up to?
2: Oh, my God, it's been a busy week, lots, uh, lots of shoots. So I did, yes. um, like, I, 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 ha- I reckon I had a bit of everything this week, which, which is nice. It keeps it interesting for me. So I had the uh, the slow cook version of the photo shoot where I got to <coughs> spend time with people and teach and coax and get a really nice shot, which is my favorite way to work, you know. And then I had the, um, the shoot on steroids where I had, like, literally 10 minutes to get uh, uh, three cover looks.
1: Wow.
2: Yeah. Ten minutes. Is is that even possible? Well, it's so stressful, Mm. so stressful. And plus, like I had to go on into the the set where they're filming and I'm setting up my set in between takes. So, I'd be like, okay, rolling, quiet on set. And like you've got to just stand there and wait. And then they go cut. And then, you know, you've got three minutes to – put lights together and and start packing and then it's like, okay, rolling and then you're trying to build the set, right? Right. And then you're hanging around waiting for your moment when Mm. they, they say, okay, we can release the talent. I had three people to work with. And then you know that like there's all these people relying on you (laughs) to get that cover in that limited time because there's no reshoot. There isn't another chance to do it. You've got to make sure, you know, I have to make sure that my lighting is absolutely correct. There's no time to even test lights. I just have to go, I just go straight in. Mm -hmm. So I love it.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I don't know how you can do it in 10 minutes.
2: Oh, and the um, publicist was there, had the stopwatch going. She timed it. It was six minutes uh, and uh, 30 (laughs) seconds.
1: Was she going for the world record or something?
2: No, she just wanted to prove a point that was like to, so, that, so that they could get that time again next time. Right. <laughs> so, but she showed me that, and I'm like, oh, I probably had another three and a half minutes to go. Yes. But it's uh, highly stressful. And then uh, uh, shot, shot an event last night, which was Ritzy and Glitzy, and, and that's kind of nice to sort of move around the crowd and say hello to people, and it's a really relaxed way to shoot, which is also fun. So a bit of wow. everything in my week. And what about you, Val? What have you been up to? What's what been happening for? in the amazing world of Valerie Uh,
1: What have I been up to? Not as much shooting as you. However, um, uh, regular listeners will know that I am going to be moving house and uh, because, you know, we've bought a place and that Mm. means we're currently selling uh, the place I'm living at the moment. So yesterday, the real estate photographer came around to do a bunch of shots in the property stylist came around to make the place look pretty and then the real estate um, photographer was going to do all of the shots so he's doing all the shots and then he finished and of course I couldn't help myself no
0: (laughs) I said oh can
1: I have a look at the shots and he said okay sure of course and he was very kind and he showed me all the shots and I'm just like oh my god like the property stylist had done such a good job the place looks like Like, it doesn't look – it's never looked like this before. (laughs) Do do Rexy
2: and Rocky get in the shots?
1: They don't, but I put them in the shots and took my own photos, you know. Oh, good. My cats. But, no, they don't get into the real estate shots. The property stylist did a very good job and she made the place look absolutely lovely. And so I thought that the shots should reflect that loveliness. But they kind of didn't – one shot was spectacular and the rest were kind of like, okay. Uh Um, And I said, you know what? why didn't you shoot X? Why didn't you shoot from this angle? Why didn't you shoot from this angle? Because, because of course I couldn't help myself and yeah. I had, you know, you in the back of my head uh-huh. as well. <laughs> and um, to the photographer's credit, he yeah. was very flexible and lovely and was totally open to shooting, you know, those, uh, my suggestions. The real estate agent, interestingly, was saying, oh, well, we wouldn't shoot that. And I'm saying, well, I'm sorry, but I, I live here and I know right. that that is an incredible selling point of living yeah. here. And in fact, when I bought the place, it was that exact shot that sold right. me on the place. So, you know, what could he say, right? Um, so the photographer did reshoot those shots. Yep. And, you know, there were some shots, for example, of the bathroom, which were the angle was fine. However, yep. the stylist had put some really, you know, cute accessories and a, and a fake plant. To make it lit, le- to make the bathroom less stark. Yeah, yeah. But those were out of the shot, and I'm like, oh, wouldn't you move them <laughs> to be put in the shot so that the oh. place looks lived in and like, yeah. you know? So anyway, very, he did reshoot them though, so he was very good. Um, but I have to say, yeah, I, I, I had your voice in the back of my head as, right. as all of this was going on, which probably the real estate agent and the photographer. Probably didn't appreciate. that. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. So, oh, and
2: so you should. You want it to look good. You want it. You want the property to sell. Exactly. Uh...
1: So it was only yesterday. I've yet to see the final shots because apparently with real estate photography, um, you know, they, of course they go and get touched up and mm. and and they insert the blue sky because it was a little mm. bit of grey day. So we're gonna have mm. you know nice blue sky and nice mm. um enhancements to the photos. So I'm keen to see the shots, which hopefully will come back in the next couple
2: of days well, I can't wait there's such an art to doing uh, real estate photography and it's like with anything like to, to give it life you know and the, the technique in, involved it's, yes. it's so so specialized and they've turned all the lights on yes. inside to make it look alive and the angles that you choose and 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 these are the things that, that they can sell a property yes. or not well
1: hopefully they sell <laughs> so, <this> property <laughs>
2: Hopefully they sell. Fingers crossed.
1: I actually did something a little bit different today, Gina, because Hmm. I, um, you know, sometimes you you get stuck in, because I do a lot of writing, Hmm. and sometimes you get um, stuck in your own um, specific art or craft, you know, and that might be photography, that might be sculpture, that might be writing, that might be whatever, but it and, and you try and get more creative inspiration from your actual craft and from the masters in your craft, which is certainly very important and, right. and essential. But sometimes I was just it, it occurred to me during the week, maybe it's useful to get inspiration outside of your craft. So today I decided to take painting lessons.
2: Oh my god, really? Yes. <laughs> So cool! <laughs> so
1: I brought her my can, my painted can, my finished canvas, and and um, how'd you go? It was great fun. It was great fun. It would be
2: awesome.
1: Yeah. So you know, I mean, I just did it to. To try and just do something a little bit different and get yeah, a yeah, different yeah. part of my brain working, yeah. and yes. of course there are so many elements, you know, regardless of your creative pursuit, that you draw on, you know that that, that you that you can apply regardless of what medium you're 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 doing, and uh-huh. um and it was just really good to do something a little bit off center, different to writing, yeah. different to photography, but um which made you which still inspired you because there were so many things that I thought. Oh, I should use that when I next do a shoot, or yeah. I should use that kind of structure next time I write yeah. a, you know, article or whatever. So yeah. I encourage people, and I'm, I, I think it's actually I liked. I thought I'd just do a one-off, and I actually yeah. think I'm going to go again. That's so awesome. I encourage people to you know just try something a little bit um, different. Not that you're necessarily going to stick with it. And I doubt I'll do painting for a long time or anything. But just to reset yourself. Or to just yep. get a little injection, creative injection.
2: I think that's a time. great idea. Anything, you know, just uh, something slightly different and mm. uh, get the, the creative uh, inspiration going. Well done. I, I can't wait to see the <laughs> what you painted.
1: I'll send you a photo. <laughs> That'd be
2: great.
1: <laughs> I tried to channel my inner Monet. I'm not yeah. sure if it worked. But anyway, we'll see. Fantastic. But let's move on to an interesting link that we discovered this week. And it was... Um, uh, from Board Panda, and mm. it was world's first photographer dog uses heart rate monitor that snaps pics when he gets excited. And this is a great little story of a dog called Grizzler who has a heart rate monitor on his neck and a camera on his chest. So he has a little camera there. And what happens is when he gets excited, a photo is taken. So in this link, which we'll put in the show notes, there's all these great photos of what he's actually seeing when he's getting excited. It's it's fantastic, isn't it, Gina?
2: gets excited. He sees his little friend in the street. He sees a cat, shoes. Yeah,
1: that means someone's home, his mum's home.
2: Yeah,
1: a cat in the window. Yeah. You know? he goes to the park and he sees little animals. He sees food and he gets excited. Other dogs, it's it's gorgeous,
2: and they're great photos. Some of the are. compositions are really good, isn't I know. it? It's like it's, it's, a, dogs. it's a very clever idea. Yeah. I like that, Val.
1: Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I'm trying, I'm thinking of attaching one to Rex or Rocky to see whether <laughs> it'll work.
2: Uh, I just know what if I put one on Gary. This is just be uh, just photos of his uh, B A double L. I can't say the word because um, he'll freak if, if he hears me say that. <laughs>
1: Now, we have an interesting topic this week because it's something that, you know, we kind of touched on last week mm. and I was mentioning to you that I'm not very confident, certainly yep. in my travel shots at all. Um, well, I was confident once and that confident, confidence disappeared after a period of time. So yep. this week, it's all about how to become more confident as a photographer. And it's something that I think many of us, might, <clears throat> including me, you know, would uh, really appreciate because yep, yep. And, and and like myself I think there are a lot of people who might be confident in certain aspects of photography but not confident at all in other aspects of photography, photography. Mm. so um I think this is a really good topic idea so where do we start Gina in terms of how to become more confident as a photographer it seems like such a broad topic what do we yeah, need to talk about
2: well- well, so basically, uh, it was inspired by you, Val, and, and a lot of people uh, like struggle with this. And so, um, this week on the on, on the podcast, we're going to talk about confidence, what it is and why I think it's so important. I'm going to give you some home truths about photography that you need to get your head around, and that's going to help everyone really grow as an artist. And I'm going to give you some practical things uh, that you can do uh, in your shoots um, to help you overcome Fear and feel and look more confident, and also some things that you can start doing today to improve your confidence.
1: Great. Okay. All right. I'm particularly interested in the home truths. I'm curious about what they're going to be. But okay, mm. confidence. It's it's a mindset, isn't it? Like yep. what uh, we know it's important to have it, but we sometimes we don't truly necessarily know that it's something we can get because we kind of think to ourselves, well, we can only get it once we're better. Mm. So. Tell
2: us what, what, confidence. Okay, so. Where do we start? I just want to ask you this question. So, aside from your camera, Val. Yeah. Okay. What's the one thing that every photographer should always have that's going to improve their photography? One thing other than a camera. Skill? (laughs) No. Name Um, something else.
1: Lights?
2: No. They're handy, but yeah, something else.
1: Reflector, <laughs> assistant,
2: <laughs> film. It's, it's confidence. Okay, all right. Okay? I should
1: suggest
2: so, that. <laughs> so, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Okay, mm-hmm. so confidence is the one thing it's the game changer if you can go in and and you believe it's like when um i taught you about shooting in manual mode val yes, yes. and you started to have the confidence yes. in your ability to do that and yes. you went and did it and you did it what happens you believe in yourself yes. and the shots start to work so you know i think it's it, it's 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 the most important thing to have, and and the thing is, what happens with confidence is people um, confuse confidence for arrogance, right. being up yourself, okay. Yes. But there is a difference, okay. Yes. So arrogance requires advertising; confidence speaks for itself, okay. okay. Yes, confidence smiles; arrogance smirks. You know, um, uh confidence uh, isn't walking into a room and thinking they're better than everyone else. You know, a confident person will walk into the room and doesn't feel the need to compete, okay? It's just that mm. quiet sort mm. of – you believe in your ability to do something because you've done it enough times to know that you're capable of doing it. Yes. But you don't need to be, um, you know – blurting it out sort of arrogance is all about insecurity um and so you know like a confident person is uh open-minded gives comp com- uh, compliments an insecure uh person or a- an arrogant person is closed-minded they know it all they're constantly seeking validation you know the difference yeah you know, arrogant person is the guy who's posing for selfies with his shirt off on facebook you know <laughs> It's like I've got the goods, yes. you know, I need to keep showing you about it and I need to talk about it loudly. All right. All right. So, so, so there is a difference. Um, so
1: we're going for confidence, obviously.
2: We want confidence, you know. There's a really great um, uh, conf- uh, quote by uh, C.S. Lewis, right, and he says, humility is not thinking less of yourself but thinking of yourself less. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's nice, isn't it?
1: Humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Love it. Yeah.
2: Too. Yeah. So when I say that people need to be more confident, it's a good thing, and it's not being arrogant. It's it's just having that quiet sort of, you know, you, you you're confident about your ability to do something.
1: Sure.
2: Not being up yourself. Okay. But, no, I <laughs> so like it. yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, I, I'm really curious about these home truths about photography. I, I don't even know what you're going to say, but um, what kind of home truths about photography are important?
2: Okay. So, uh, I want to share, <laughs> you know that I love my quotes. Oh, my now. God, Gina quotes. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you that this may be a little quote heavy, this whole uh, podcast. Okay. So you need to have, a li- like, a little, um, you know, a little bath bag to the side if you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, there's a, a radio personality by the name of Ira Glass. Oh, yes. and love, oh, I God, love, love Ira Glass. I love, love, From love American this life. quote. Yes, and uh, so basically, and this sums up everything that I feel about, you know, coming up as an artist, Uh, so he basically says, nobody tells you this to people who are beginners, I wish someone told me, all of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste, but there is a gap, for the first couple of years you make stuff, it's just not good, it's trying to be good, it has potential, but it's not, but your taste The thing that got you into the game is still killer and your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through this, through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this and if you are just starting out and you are still in this phase, you've got to know it's normal and the most important thing you can do is do a lot of work put yourself on a deadline so that every week you will finish one story it's only by doing by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions and i took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone i've ever met i'm going it, to it's going to take a while it's normal to take a while you just got to fight your way through and that's ira glass
1: okay Okay, um, so, so just do lots of work.
2: No, so, <laughs> so 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 that the home truth is people don't realise this. Everyone thinks that when they'll see like a successful artist that they respect, you'll see their stuff and you think that they've always been that good or they had natural talent, right? Right, it's just not the case. Every artist sucks when they first start out,
1: okay.
2: Okay, everyone has to start somewhere everyone has to be in the learner phase you know yes. when I first did my first photography class you know my first roll of film for a start was blank because I didn't understand how to load it <laughs> okay and all through uni now I did a teacher's co- teaching course okay a teaching degree and I did a, a, a photography course as a part of that component and like my there was like a special uh, uh, corridor where all the really good uh, photographers got to display their work. My work never made it to that wall, okay, because I sucked at the first. I, I was just not very good. And, um, you know, the, the last thing you want to do is peak early on, in, in, you know, when you're just learning because you, you're not going to grow from there, okay. So just know that the first home truth, everybody sucks when they start, Okay. And that's okay. Okay. All right.
1: When are you gonna not suck?
2: Okay. <laughs> you start to get better, but mm-hmm. it takes a while. Okay. Yes. Now, the next home truth, and this this was hard to take when I first realized this, but not everyone is going to love what you do. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Haters are going to hate. Yep. And But then, lovers are going to love what you do, all right? And some people are always going to be neutral. So, if you don't believe me, the best thing to do is like go to a site like Amazon and check out a bestseller, something that's like really, really, really popular. Yes. And go have a look at the reviews. You're going to find that on average, like, there's a percentage that, like, of all of the... Like, you get all these glowing, glowing reviews that people just say, oh, my God, five stars, amazing. Mm -hmm. They're always going to have one-star reviews that say, it sucked, I hated it, okay? Because people are just going to hate. There's going to be a percentage, you know? And there's a basic percentage. 20% 20 are going to love you, 20% are going to hate you, Mm -hmm. and 60% are indifferent. Okay. And that's life, okay? okay? So, basically... What everyone else thinks of you is none of your business. Don't mm-hmm. worry about that. Just yes. focus on um, learning the craft and know that that's just how it is. It just is. That's the next home truth, okay? Yep. okay. All right. The next one, inspiration is like this fickle, slippery little sucker, okay? <laughs> so there are days... There are weeks when I just like – the ideas just come. They just come really easily, Val. I don't know where they come from, but you just go, I see it. I see the light yes. really well. I can pose people very well. It all comes together. Do you feel that way with your writing sometimes? Sometimes, yes. It just flows so well. But then there's other times when <laughs> you just go, I can't think of a single thing. Or you, I'll, I'll have someone in front of me and I'm like, I don't know what to do with this person. And it's really hard work, okay? Mm. That's just how it is. It's just how it is and that's for every artist. Every artist goes through that, okay? Mm. Okay. All right. Next one. Success is not about how many clients you have or how much money you make or how many retweets you get, all right? Mm -hmm. So, there's all these amazing photographers uh, online at the moment that, like, have been out there for years and years and years and years, right? Mm. And they've only got, like, you know, a couple of thousand followers on Instagram. And then you've got some kid in Idaho yeah. who's got, like, millions. And he's got all these fans telling him he's, like, the most amazing thing out, right? Right. Whereas the other guy that's been going for ages and ages and ages doesn't have the same thing. So, what's the difference? It doesn't matter, okay? Right. It's just the important thing is that you love what you create and you're not letting others dictate how you feel about your art. I so have, if you're going
1: I'm, I'm going to stop you there and argue with you because I think yeah. that that's not correct. I think that um, the I think that the quality of your work is not how many clients you get, how much money you make, or how many Instagram follows you have. But everyone measures success differently, and some people might measure success by their own personal success by the number of clients or how much money they make or whatever but I think maybe it's more accurate to say that the quality of your work is not measured by that those things
2: the quality of work should not be measured by those things mm. and you know try and try and not put your self-esteem on on yes. like how much money how many retweets and all yes. of that because that's going to send you down the slippery slope as well so you yes. know and but good point Val mm-hmm. um yeah so there, there, there's some home truths about like being an artist mm. and being a photographer. It's like it's, it, it's easy when you're starting out to look at people who um, have achieved success, mm. whose art is well-known and, and, and just to think, well, they just got there. Mm. It just happens for them. It was very easy and, um, you know, that's how it is but it's not the case. Mm. They, or, everyone has to start somewhere. Everyone has to stu- suck at the start.
1: Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Great. Right. So what's what can we do? So I, I appreciate those home truths and um, mm. and it's useful to be reminded of them. Mm. Uh, what can we do to improve our confidence? Like how, what can I do to improve my confidence with my travel shots or or what, you know, and for other people, whatever shots that they are feeling a bit insecure about, what are some practical things that we can do?
2: All right. Well, there's lots of good things you can do. Okay. Mm. So firstly – I've said this before. Shoot every day, okay? It could mm. be good. Practice makes perfect, basically. So just go out there and and not a, and and that's going to make you more confident. When you're good at something, you're going to be more confident yes. at it. So if you know what manual mode, how, how to work it, how to adjust it, how how every little button on your camera works, it's going to naturally make you more confident yeah. about with it, okay? So just have a camera with you and um, a good walk around lens. And we talked about this last week in the show. So something that's easy, that's not going to be an effort to have with you all the time and just shoot all the time. And even if it means just having your iPhone out and yes. shoot you know but also don't just shoot when it's perfect lighting conditions. oh my god the light's amazing i'm going to go and shoot now no you really need to shoot in like kaka conditions because that's even more important because then mm-hmm. when you're under pressure and you're having to create something in kaka light you've already rehearsed it mm-hmm. and you know what to do mm-hmm. okay so it's like try and and this is harder to do to try and go out there and go okay i'm going to try and pull out a shot here and, um, you know, try and get something really good. Another thing you can do is, like, you know, with the editing side of things, Val, you know, just when, when you're t- learning how to tweak your photo and work in Photoshop or Lightroom or whatever your or um, editing software of choice is, yes. if you're just sitting and binge-watching TV, it's a mind- mindless activity. You don't, you don't need to really be in that invested when no. you're watching TV. So why don't you just work on your files at the same time? Yeah, you know, right. it doesn't have Picklewood. to be all night long. You might have... An an hour and just um do a bit of that while you binge watch, great. just so you can get your extra hours in, okay? Yep. Good quote by Bruce Lee, who said, I fear not the man who has practiced 10,000 kicks once, but I fear the man who has practiced one kick 10,000 times.
1: Yeah,
2: great. All right? Which brings me to the 10,000-hour rule, okay? Mm-hmm. So, there's people that believe that it takes about ten thousand hours to be a master of something, uh, yeah. to master anything.
1: So Malcolm Gladwell popularised that in his mm. recent book. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: I'd say so. If you break that down, that's like if you spend three hours a day doing something in ten years, you'll be a master. If you do something five years full time, right? You're going to be a master at it at five years. You're going to be competent at it. In I would five like to call years.
1: bullshit on that
2: really absolute bullshit yeah. on
1: that oh can i say that in the podcast but anyway <laughs> um i would like to I, now I, we've
2: got it now we've got a, a like a <laughs> higher rating what is it we're r-rated now no no it wasn't that
1: bad a word um nah, it's not so that bad a word. i think that to become a master at something is very different to becoming yeah. competent, competent at something i think that while it may be correct, that it may take th- 10,000 hours to become a master at something, it does not take that long to become competent no. at something. So I do not believe it takes 10,000 hours at all to become competent. I think mm. if you have a good teacher and some good, um, you know, principles and a structure to follow, you can become competent in a very short space of time, very short space of time if you apply yourself. And and, and it's nowhere near 10,000 hours at all. So, um I, I, so, I don't believe 10,000 hours ap- applies to the word competent at all.
2: Well, no, ma- no, uh, master 10,000 hours, competent a lot less. Like, um, significantly
1: but, less, even, and, you know, 20 hours.
2: If you do an hour a day of something, you're going to be really good at it really quickly. Yes. Definitely. Okay. And you're going to feel a lot more confident because yes. you get good at something, it's going to improve your confidence.
1: And that's why we encourage everyone to join GinaChallenge. If you've already got a, a thing that you're, a system for yourself where you're shooting every day, that's great. But for those of you who want some suggestions that you can do each week um, and that you can share your photos with the community and get feedback on them, that's why we have for new listeners hashtag Gina Challenge, and mm. that is where we give you a theme each week, where we all follow the same theme. Yep. And so you know you've got a community behind you. But if you and, and fair enough, if you've already got your own plan, your own system, go do that and shoot every day. But otherwise, we'd love for you to join us, and we'll talk about what our theme is for this week later in
2: the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So which, which that, that brings me to the next point, Val. Mm-hmm. Um, show your work to other photographers and yeah. artists respect because that's going to really boost your confidence because like if you never show your work to anyone, you know, I'm not really good enough, it's not great enough. Well, how are you going to know unless Mm. you show it to someone and then if you show it to someone and they start pointing out all the great things that they see in you and in your work, that's a real confidence booster.
1: Mm, absolutely and I think one thing that I know a lot of people that I work with, um, not as much photographers but certainly writers, uh, do to themselves is that they, they, they're constantly comparing themselves to other people and that can be a real confidence downer, can't it?
2: Yeah and, and that, that, like, it really can and the problem with doing something like that Val is you're comparing yourself to people that you don't know how many hours they've worked to achieve yeah to get to where they are, how hard they work, you know? And the other thing is the thing about social media is like we're constantly seeing in our feed like, you know, you might be following other photographers and and, and you're seeing how successful they are or what they've been doing and all the great shoots. But the problem with that is it's like that's the highlights reel of yeah. people's lives, you know? So people are editing and only showing their best, best, best. But No one's posting – um, I took this photo today. It's not very good. The client didn't like it. <laughs> yes, it's a bit out of focus around the eyes. That's right. I think I lost the client today, but here it is. I'm putting it up, <laughs> and here's another twenty that I did as well on the day, just in case that one didn't make the point. Yes, just, no one ever does that. No. Okay. <laughs> so, so um, try and avoid. Um, Avoid all of that and comparing to yourself to other photographers and reframe how you think yeah. when you look at other photographers' work. So instead of looking at the work and saying, Well, my stuff, my, my stuff sucks, I'm never going to be that good. Yeah, you should look at that other work that is really good and be inspired by it and yeah. think. How can I learn from this? What can I get out of this? What can I take from this and apply it to my work to make my work better? Every time you see something that you aspire to, you should say to yourself, well, that's for me. One day I'm going to be like that too.
1: Mm, mm, mm. Yep. Okay. Stop comparing. Okay. Yeah. What else?
2: Yep. The only photographer you should compare yourself to is yourself mm. and what you used to be. All right? Mm. Um. All right. So – The other thing you should do is um, I think it's a really good idea to start entering competitions. Photography competitions. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Maybe maybe start realistically. You wouldn't want to be entering, say, you know, Photographer of the Year of the World, maybe first (laughs) off. You know, <laughs> you <Yeah, okay. laughs> <laughs> might be disappointed, but there's plenty of great, like, local, like, Rotary Club and local, you know, um, photography club uh, contests. There's yes. even, like, I, so here's, here's some uh, some information about me. I've not entered a photography contest, right?
0: Mm. <laughs> <Ever? Okay.
2: laughs> but, but occasionally, just to entertain myself, I enter the ones on Instagram, where they have little hashtag challenges and do you know what a kick I get out if I win? It makes me really happy. (laughs) I go, oh, I just just won a little Instagram contest (laughs) and and it's really good because you can see all the other work that's out there and you can, you know, you you get an idea where it's like, okay, well some people like rates my work and it's great. It's a great little boost to your Well,
1: my friend entered a photography competition with a great little sort of beach shot and he won a return flight from Australia to the US and what? a week's accommodation oh and my god. Um, tickets to South by Southwest.
2: Oh my god, and that's incredible. With one
1: shot which he took one like shot. one morning.
2: That's like that. Mm. See, so it's not, it's it's lucrative as well. So mm. I think well worth doing. And there's there's so many. There's actually a website that actually lists all the. And I wish I knew it. <laughs> it's useless me saying it now. Yeah, right. <laughs> <But> there's <laughs> That lists all the competitions that are around, and there's 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 uh, thousands of them. Yeah, so, you know, Google uh, photography competitions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what else can we often. do? Okay, so um, always remember. Like why did you become a photographer in the first place? What was that feeling yeah. that made you want to do it? Because people forget that and you get into it and you get into the grind and you kind of think, well, you know, it's hard. I'm not that good. Everyone else is better than me. It's taking a lot longer and and, and it's like, you know, and, and a lot of artists do this to themselves and then they doubt their abilities and, you know, mm. so, some die thinking that they're shite at their work. That's mm. really sad, mm. you know, because it's not the case. So just like just remember that that feeling and why you did it in the first place because i think that's really important
1: yeah yeah definitely
2: all (coughs) right so as well as that um if you ever get paid, like the first time you get paid to do something, that is a real boost to your confidence. So like think about that as well as something that you might like start doing is putting yourself out there and and getting paid for gigs because like knowing that someone else has the confidence in your ability to do something is really going to boost your confidence in how you feel about yourself.
1: And with that, you kind of also need to remember, because I'm currently mentoring an artist as in a painter Mm -hmm. and um, she uh, her her, you know, big pieces of art, uh like four and a half, five thousand dollars kind of thing. Wow, yeah. And um, you know, she was sort of saying that she, you know, that she hates the fact that sometimes people devalue art and they try to knock it down on price. And that's fair enough. I mean that that she hates that because she really puts a lot of blood, sweat and tears oh, yeah. into into her art and it's beautiful art. Mm. And I said you know, what you need to do is make sure you position yourself as a four and a half thousand, five thousand dollar, you know, artist. So where you've got that shitty part on your website, oh there's that word again, sorry.
2: <laughs> Just you, need out to, today, <laughs> Valerie.
1: you need to you need to make your website look like it belongs to the artist of a an, an artist that paints five thousand dollar you know, pieces uh-huh. of work. You need to make sure that the the words on the page don't have spelling mistakes, even though it's not to do with art. But you know what I mean? You if yeah. you actually wanting to charge five thousand dollars, which your art is definitely worth because I've seen it and it's stunning, yeah. You actually need to make sure that every other part of the package is is stands for that so that people in every part of their customer journey feel like they're paying and dealing with an artist where they don't um, have a problem paying $5,000 too. So sometimes exactly. that level of confidence, it means you don't have website shame or business card shame <laughs> or, you know, where you go, yes. you know where you hand your, hand your business card out as oh, that's an do, old one.
2: Would never do that then, then don't hand out like, you know,
1: exactly and, and also i see confidence. photographers
2: i see photographers do that with their work vowel too they'll they'll be showing the folio and they're going you will be four fo- photos in and they'll go yeah i'm not really happy with that oh. one but don't, don't have it in your book then yes. if you can't show every every image you have with yeah. great pride yeah. don't don't show them exactly. basically okay all right, all right um, so another really good thing that you should do to boost your confidence is do a workshop with a photographer that you respect. Okay. So um and this could be in person or online. It could be a day, a half day, a weekend one, but then you're 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 mingling with them and um you're getting to see what they think of your work and yeah. you're getting an honest opinion and, and and then there's also there might be other photographers you're going to get feedback and this is a really good way to boost your confidence because sometimes you're just going along on your own thinking that your work again is shite yeah. and you Got no idea, no one to compare it to, and you're in this group situation, and suddenly you see how you work and you think, you know, and, and it, 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 this is a really great confidence booster. Yeah,
1: that's a great idea, actually. Great idea.
2: Okay. Now, the next one is something that I have done throughout my career and and it's worked really well for me. It's like when I was starting out, I needed to hear everybody's story. I wanted to know like every person that I met who was in business, I asked them.
1: You mean other photographers?
2: Everyone, everyone who was in business—it right. didn't, didn't matter if they were a photographer, okay. like graphic graphic designers. Yeah. Everyone, the lady on the corner store, please tell me your story. Right. How did you get to where you are now? I'm serious, Val. I asked everyone, right. what was it like in the first three years? Did right. you struggle? Was it hand to mouth? What was that? Did you doubt yourself? Did you ever doubt your work? Have you ever thought that you know you should quit? What? How did this tell, help me, you? tell me. Tell me. It helped me because I had, like, I, I knew that I wasn't alone in this journey. Right. Okay? And I knew that everyone a, a, along the way uh, w- would have self-doubts about their work sometimes. And I knew that, that the people that told me, you know what, but when I when I started to practice every day and I started, to, I found a mentor and I started doing this, my work really improved. And then I started shooting more and then things started to happen. And as soon as you start hearing that, you go, well, you know what? Everyone else can do it, I can do it too, yeah, right, right, mm-hmm. and that really inspired me mm-hmm. all right um track your progress as you go along, so like you know, write down everything that you've achieved up until now in your life and in your photography. so what this does is it, it forces you to focus on uh, all the positives as you go along, okay, right. and this is a really good thing to do, and it's actually uh This exercise is a really good thing to do daily if you want to actually boost your happiness every day. It's called, you know, gratitude, collecting gratitude. So looking Mm -hmm. – forces you to look for good things in each day if you have to list them at the end of the day. So, so you, you, you're you just looking out for all the great things rather than focusing on negatives that may be happening.
1: Yeah. And a good app for that is the five-minute journal because – and it literally takes five minutes and you can write down, you know, um, three things that you're grateful for but also three things that you want to accomplish that day or three things oh, that fantastic. you have accomplished that day. So, it's, um, it's a real – and it tracks it, obviously. It, it keeps the record of it. So, you can yep. – Yep. Back on it and yep. see what you have achieved. So it, it, and it's oh, just awesome. on, your, on your smartphone, so it's really
2: useful. Fantastic. All right. And finally, push yourself to try new things. Right. So, you know, happiness is at the end of your comfort zone. So, like, go uh, try new things like painting courses, Val. Oh, yeah. Try new styles of photography. Okay. So, you think you might have mastered uh, using uh, flash on camera. Push yourself to try, well, what happens when I take the flash off camera? What's going to happen? Mm -hmm. At first, it's going to be like a bit, you're going to be a bit nervous doing it. It's going to make you feel uncomfortable. Push through, get the hang of it, you know, and then once you get the hang of it and you know, hey, I tried this, I got it. It wasn't that bad. It was really easy. And look at this amazing shot that I created. Works wonders for your confidence because you go, hey, when I step out of my comfort zone, I actually can do stuff and and now look at all the things that I can do since when I started.
1: So, I mean, these are all really good mindset things, but they are Mm. like an attitude, they are a mindset, they are an approach. Let's get down to some more practical advice if you can because I know that I always love to know actual tips and techniques and I'm sure a lot of listeners also want to know actual tips and techniques like we're on the shoot, I'm not feeling confident, what do I do?
2: And, and just know that this is really a common thing and, and, you know, amongst people who are starting out to, 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 to be confident on the shoot and especially when you're dealing with other people. Like, you know, I always used to get nervous. I still get nervous sometimes, but there's all these great things that you can do to actually minimize how you feel and make you feel more confident. So you overcome your fear and help you feel more confident so no. first of all to get rid of uh you like you, you know when you're like you got a big shoe you're really nervous you got that churning and you like yeah. that nervous energy well how do you get rid of that you can either hang on to it take it to this shoot mm-hmm. <laughs> which is a bit contagious people read that in you or you can have there's there are ways to like may, maybe sort of help it to dissipate like like exercising mm-hmm. um go for a run go for a walk there's a guy that like used to get really uh, nervous before he went on stage so what he'd do is would do a hundred push-ups. <laughs> But if you what can't you do thought, 100%, oh, I don't think I, I can don't. do 100%. <laughs> <laughs> but like whatever it takes, anything to actually just help you, um, you know, get rid of that nervous energy just to, to, to get sure. rid of it. So um, there's, there's this really great technique that I have used this, like if I ever have to speak on stage or do anything and I feel myself being a bit anxious, square breathing. Have you ever heard of it? No,
1: what's square breathing? So
2: basically, so you breathe in for the beat of four. Right. Hold for the beat of four. Breathe out for the beat of four. Okay? And so if you're ever feeling really super, super, super anxious before you're doing something and you want to calm yourself down, this does the trick. It's really, really handy. All right, so, you know, you try it next time you feel really it nervous. And, <laughs> and, how, and how do you feel? Nice and calm now, Val? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you are. You've got to do it for a while. Yeah, okay. Like, breathe in, breathe out. <laughs> yes. Um. So maybe if your house goes to auction oh while you're God. waiting for the thing to come, you know, when you're hyperventilating into a paper bag, I try this be. instead. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the other thing is how you carry yourself yeah. uh, as well is really going to help with your yeah. confidence. So, yeah. like, if you're hunched over and, like, when you're feeling um, shy and, and um, lacking in confidence and fearful, you're going to naturally make yourself smaller. It's yeah. a natural reaction, so to be tiny. If you feel confident, you're actually – your energy expands and you feel large. So, so anything you can do to, 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 to make that happen in the way that you stand so walk tall, keep mm. your shoulders back. Mm. All right, is going to naturally make you feel more com- more confident. So think about that when you're about to walk into the room. Just look at have a check your posture, yep. stand up tall, put your shoulders back. Absolutely. All right, yep. um, and then before I'm going into a shoot, I try and like pre-visualise myself in that shoot, particularly if it's going to be a, like a really stressful one, like mm. that one I told you about that I did this week. Like mm. that is like. As stressful as any of my shoots are ever going to get. So before I go in there, I'm thinking about, okay, so I'm going to bring them on from this side of set. And in my mind's eye, I'm seeing what's happening. So wow. they're going to walk in. I'm going to have him standing there. She's going to stand there. He's going to stand there. Right. That light's going to be there. I've, posi- I've seen it all in my head. Okay. Okay. So that's my first rehearsal. And then you see yourself doing that successfully. And that actually really helps. Mm. It really helps. Okay. Another thing that you want to do is just like stay in the moment. You don't want to be thinking, "Holy crap, what if they? Uh, what if someone walks off that way?" And then yeah. you're starting to visualize all the things that might go wrong, yeah. which is like you're making stuff up in your head. It's true, and okay? I, I,
1: I'm guilty of that. I do think of all the contingencies, and I imagine all the contingencies. <laughs> yeah, which is probably not very useful. No. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you're handy to have if there was ever going to be an emergency valve because you've yeah. already worked out. You, know, <laughs> you probably get on the plane, you look for the emergency exit, don't you? Well. I, look ma- I look for the magazine to <laughs> and have a sleep, so I don't even bother, you know. Hmm. So um, you, you, you break down the word fear. I think I've shared this for, for you all before, but fear, false evidence appearing real. Okay, so you're making stuff up in your head. So just stay in the moment and that's really going to help uh, sort of channel that confidence for you, all right? The other thing is like, and this is like we touched on this um, last week when you were talking about you're always really nervous about approaching strangers and and working with people and to take photos. Um, So whenever you're uh, going to deal with people, uh, just remember that like, we, we we get hung up on thinking, what's everyone going to think about us? Yeah. You know, you speak to them or when you're meeting them or what are they thinking about us? You know what the reality is? Mm-hmm. They're actually not thinking about you. Okay. Everyone else is worried about themselves. Okay. So we go through lives thinking, worrying about what impression we're going right, to make. Right. All those things. Yeah. No one's actually worried. No one's actually thinking that much about you. They're thinking exactly the same thing you are. or. Oh, what, what what impression am I making? So, so, try not to worry too much about that.
1: So, what you're saying is right? when you're approaching strangers, don't be afraid yeah. of what pe- other people are going to think of uh, you.
2: It, don't be afraid of that yeah, because right. they're doing exactly the same thing.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay? So... Um, a few techniques that I, I want to share for approaching strangers. So, like, I, I like to have, like, I, I've developed lines that I use that I'm comfortable with to, to approach a stranger. And so, like, you you can try doing that as well. So, like, I might say um, if I'm at a function like, like I was last night, Val, and that involves, like, you've got lots of people who are huddled in closed circles mm-hmm. talking. That's pretty intimidating for, like, when you're starting out to actually break into a circle and try and break someone and and take their photo you know because you can either be if you're lacking confidence you're going to be the photographer that sort of hovers at the side and just takes uh photos on the long lens Mm. but if you've got confidence you're going to have the ability to to bowl up and break up the group and say something and so what i do is i'll I'll go go to a function i'll say uh excuse me i'm so sorry to interrupt may i please get a group shot Mm. okay and and that seems to work Uh, on the street We talked about this last week. I use my line, hello, handsome man in suit. Can I get a shot? (laughs) Which worked really well, okay? Or you might try, like, hello, I'm doing a lifestyle shoot. Insert the city that you live in. Uh, Would you mind posing for me? Because I think you would look amazing. Mm -hmm. And I can email you the photos. So just have a line. And and you know what? The worst thing that can happen is they say no. Move on to the next person. Yeah, sure. Okay? So, like, asking for stuff. And, and not being afraid of being rejected. It's like that muscle that you train, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know, training your biceps at the gym. If you keep doing curls, your biceps are going to get bigger. Yeah. So if you keep going and asking for stuff, you get used to uh, doing it. You feel more comfortable. It gets easier. And you and get more stuff. Confident. You get more stuff as well. And believe me, more people say yes than say no, yeah. okay? Sure. so. Also, uh, learn the art of banter, like chit chat. When you when you're working with people, particularly if you, like it's a, a portrait setting or something like that, learn how to do the like the nice chit chat that doesn't make people put people on guard. So, what are no, your go to
1: questions for that? With chit-chat because, you know, you shoot lots of people. You ought to chit-chat with a lot, of, a lot of people. I'm sure there's lots of listeners out there who are just, you know, who want to go beyond, so what is it that you do for a living? or Well,
2: yeah, hey, so what's... the thing is that the saying, so what do you do, asking a whole series of questions actually automatically puts people on guard because if you, you, you're you not really close to that person, mm. that's something that's uh, sort of reserved for friends. So, yeah. so bombarding people, what happens when you walk into a shop and a sales assistant says to you, hey, Hey, how was your day? What are you doing this weekend? Yeah, yeah. Want I don't to want put to tell. Guard them. up, don't yeah. you? You don't want to tell them. Yeah. So, so I really try and avoid uh, asking a lot of questions. So the banter for me is I notice stuff about them, and I pick right. easy stuff. Like, hey, um, I really love that hat. Yeah, yeah. and then they might say, right. I got it at a market. And then there's another cue to take. The, oh, is that blah 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 market? Now yeah. suddenly I'm not asking personal questions about them. Yeah. They're safe questions. Right idea. Stay in the safe zone. So, so keep it really safe without asking anything too threatening that they have to think about that puts them on guard so it's that Mm. and compliment sincerely always like i love your hair i love that bag i love Mm. your eyes you've got a beautiful smile they're really easy things that keeps the banter and the chit chat going all right Mm. so that works really well so so practice that practice and and um it'll really help with your confidence with dealing with people and you do get better at it Mm -hmm. all right Mm. um another thing check, double check, triple check all your gear before you go out. If you're confident about your gear and you know there's nothing worse than being on a shoot and thinking that like maybe your battery's going to run out Mm. or you're not exactly sure if uh, the flash is going to work properly Mm. because you don't know that the lead actually is connecting properly. But if you know all of that before you leave, you're going to leave with confidence. So I think that's really yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, another thing Val, write everything down like have a shot list, know everything that you need to do like that this is going to automatically make you more confident and you know what happens to me sometimes just the act of writing it down Mm. I don't even have to check the list because I've already written everything down yeah it's come out of your head exactly and sometimes on that list most times on that list I'll also put you know the client's names and everyone that I'm photographing and once you've written them down it's Mm. a lot easier to remember those names as well Mm. okay Um, so 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 keep everything and then when when you are working with people, again check double check exposures before your model steps on set. Okay, so so make sure this is where having Wayne and Kate, which are our uh, stand in uh, dummy models that we have. Use those and and make sure that you've absolutely nailed your lighting and it's perfect before you're dealing with your model because if you're confident with your lighting and you're confident with your scenario and you know that your background's right, you're going to be more confident on the shoot day. And okay. if
1: anyone um, is wondering who the hell Wayne or Kate are, if you're new to this podcast, um, <laughs> Gina has a, a styrofoam head, or a, a, you know, a fake model called Wayne, and I have a fake model, which is just a head, called Kate, and, you know, yeah. to be used as stand-ins. But my question to you, Gina, is sometimes we're on location, we don't bring Wayne or Kate. Yep.
2: So what's the alternative there? So, so I just use, uh, if I've got my tripod, I'll use a tripod or like a stand-in, get someone to come in and, and stand in for you. Sometimes yep. I've used a light stand, anything that you can to put in, at least that you know that your background is uh, exposed the way you want it to okay. be and you know that your flash is working if you're using flash or you know sure. that everything, you've got your photo composed the way you want it to be. So you want to have, get rid of every sort of variable before mm, you're actually mm. working with your actual model, mm-hmm. all right? So, that's going to really improve your confidence. Um, next, Val, I think make sure that you have a couple of go-to lighting pose, lighting scenarios yep. and a couple of poses that you know inside out, mm. okay? So, with the poses, uh, they might be a couple – and I know that you've probably – you probably have two in your repertoire now that you know. I bet you, you know the sitting down one, twirl the ring on your little finger. Yes. You know that. And you probably know leaning up against the wall. So if yes. you're ever – if In you're fact, mind... I
1: directed a guy to do that just a couple of weeks ago and I had you again in my head. <laughs>
2: but, but how confident did you feel directing him to do that?
1: Yes, definitely. Pretty confident. Because I knew they were okay. going to work.
2: You knew that they were going to work, so yeah. so when you've got that, it like it makes life so much easier. So like you know, I, I would suggest you only have two to start with, yes. um, and then and know them back the front, and then as you get really good, then maybe add another one and another one. All right, yeah. and same with lighting. So you might have that you know that this particular daylight with a window behind you, you're going to nail it every time, and then yeah. you might add like another one to your repertoire, and you know that every time you shoot, you're going to nail it going to be really confident
1: and those two are actually the exact two that are in the only two that I'm confident about in my repertoire so Gina's an expert in posing everyone and um, when Gina releases her course which is coming up in photography and how to pose you'll learn all of the tips and tricks on how to pose your subjects it's just fantastic because you know I know I've learned from the master so and it's been really really useful but okay what else go on
2: All right, and and so finally, Val, um, do you know that you can go to YouTube and you can download like a whole um, uh, playlist to make you feel confident?
1: (laughs) Uh, What kind of playlist?
2: So it's just like a playlist of all the all the songs that like, you know, like Eye of the Tiger and, you know, it's a whole playlist. So you can pick and choose and uh, and play those uh, like, like or, or in your head. I actually watched a documentary about this woman who swang, swam from um, America to Cuba, right? Oh, and um, she had a playlist in her head, but the thing is she couldn't actually have music. Oh. So she memorized the playlist and she sang the songs in her head as she swam. Goodness. And she had them timed so she knew, at like, how long she'd been swimming for and, and that's what got her through oh. the thing and, it, yeah, and got gave her the confidence to finish the swim.
1: Okay, what's on your playlist?
2: I, 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 I have a title. <laughs> <laughs> that would be on mine
1: what's too. On, I love Rocky. Your,
2: <laughs> you'd have some Bon Jovi on there.
1: Yeah, I've got, well, bizarrely I've got My Chemical Romance I've oh, yeah. got um, 30 seconds to mark. My playlist is a bit emo, despite the fact that I'm decades away from being an emo.
2: Yeah. <laughs> mm. I'd have a bit of Madonna on there. You mm-hmm. know, it's like I'm a chick of the 80s. So <laughs>
1: so basically it, it, everyone's playlist is going to be different. It's just whatever's going to get you going and get you up and happening and full of energy. Exactly. Is that right?
2: Exactly. Yeah. Yes.
1: So everyone's going to have whatever their own thing, but it, it needs to be uplifting. It can't be, you know. It can't be sort of mood music or chill out music.
2: Exactly, All exactly. Right, right. So yeah, so that's um how to how to um become more confident as a photographer. Val.
1: Wow. Okay. Fantastic. I think it's 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 useful. It's not just a matter of skill. It's also a matter of mindset. Because there are many, you know, photographers who are skilled at what they do and yet still don't have the confidence in certain situations. So it does boil down to mindset. And that's something that we need to practice kind of like in the moment. So if you find yourself feeling insecure and not confident, it's really important just to snap yourself out of it and just to think, what techniques can I do? Should I do the square breathing? Do I just need to adjust my posture and stand taller? Um, you know, and, and just remind, remind yourself, have I done my checklist of checking all my gear and stuff like that, which instantly mm. gives you peace of mind and that just that little added extra level of confidence. So it, it's a lot of the, some, quite a few of the things you've said today, Gina, are similar to what I do when I try, when I do public speaking, and the techniques I use, if I'm feeling a little bit, you know, insecure or not very confident, in order yep. just to bring myself up to a certain level and bring myself to a certain energy as well, so yep. that I can deliver. Yep. And it's the same thing as delivering, you know, on your photography as well. So this is great, thank you. Uh,
2: Which, yeah, and and know that you're not alone in this. Yes, like that, um, everybody feels like, feels like this. This, this yeah, is the like most this. important point I want to make. Yeah, we all go through this.
1: Absolutely, um, which brings us to hashtag Gina Challenge. What should we, what should be our theme for this week? Um, you know, for those of you who are listening who want to join us, hashtag Gina Challenge is something you can join on Instagram. Just do hashtag Gina Challenge when you upload your photo or on a Google Plus page. So search for the Google Plus group so, community so you want to be a photographer and um, upload your hashtag Gina Challenge shot there, uh, you know, as well. Um, what should our theme be this week?
2: strut baby strut strut
1: okay our theme is strut love it so you can interpret that how you will uh you know in whether you want to do a photo of somebody strutting or whatever your concept of strut is definitely strut is a great one
2: and I've got a shout out, uh, Val. Right. Uh, sh- uh, shout out to uh, a listener by the name of Sharon Uliaris who's in Melbourne. And uh, Sharon's just had; uh, she's recovering from surgery, oh. and yeah, and uh, she is listening, has been listening to the podcast in bed with oh. her with her camera, and <laughs> uh, and and working her way through all the podcasts and learning all this stuff. So you know, big hello, Sharon, and uh, yes. I hope you get well get soon. Get
1: well soon, and. Thank Thanks for uh, listening.
2: And I know she's actually going out and shooting her first wedding soon. So best of luck and uh, hopefully you'll share some of the photos with us.
1: Yeah, definitely. We'd love to (laughs) see them. Definitely get well soon, Sharon. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, And that brings us to the end of our podcast for this week. What are you up to in the coming week, Gina?
2: All right, so uh, more more shoots, more – I've still got – I've got this massive shoot that I'm um, retouching at the moment, so it's, mm-hmm. it's like hundreds and hundreds of files, so there'll be some uh, binge-watching, wow. Val. I need to find a new <laughs> series to, to, to watch as well. And I've got my new uh, computer arriving.
1: Oh, yes. Well, mm-hmm. I will be waiting for my non-new computer to come back from the shop. Uh, it, yeah. it, it fell off its. The monitor fell off its perch, sort of thing. So um, I'm computerless at the moment. Uh, so I won't be retouching very many things. <laughs> no. Until it comes back. But um, we can find. You can find Gina on social media. Where Gina?
2: Uh, at Gina Militia on Instagram and at Gina Militia on Twitter and uh, come and check out and come and join us on So You Want to Be a Photographer at Google+. Plus?
1: Absolutely. And if you want to uh, sign up to Gina's newsletter, it's awesome, Uh, go to ginamilitia.com. If you have a question that you'd like Gina to answer, please do email us, news at ginamilitia.com. And that's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And you'll find... Find me at Valerie Koo, on every form of social media because <laughs> it's not that common a name, and we'd love to hear what you think of the podcast, and um, to, also to see your photographs in hashtag Gina Challenge. So
2: and thank- your photo critiques too, Val. Send them in Absolutely, to use yes. at Gina Militia. Tell us where you are in the journey. We will get to them, promise. I keep doing. Um, I keep talking for too long, so we don't we don't get them. So, <laughs> but we'll do. We'll promise we'll do some next week as well. So keep sending them in. Great.
1: And until next week then, thanks for listening.
2: Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.